thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. This is David Perkins, and we're so glad that you're listening. Hey, if you're a part of our family meeting online or in person, we want to encourage you to get connected at Radiant Church KC across all social media platforms. God is doing something incredible in Kansas City, and we love connecting with you, whether it's through our app or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. All right, well, are you ready to give some gifts? Let's see, it's today's Christmas Eve and tomorrow um, is Christmas Day. How many of you guys have already given a gift? Just curious, you've already given some gifts, all right? All right, okay, good, good, good. How many of you are giving gifts tonight? You're gonna give some gifts tonight. How about tomorrow? Gonna give some gifts tomorrow? I, uh, I tend to get my gifts late. Uh, I spent Friday at Oak Park Mall, everybody, for four hours, everybody. So, uh, I learned this from my father. I can get it done in a day, baby. So uh, I don't need no help. I just need an iPhone and a wallet and Oak Park for four hours. I'm done. And, uh, but anyway, but uh, yesterday at 2.42, my last gift came in the mail, my friends. And so uh, I'm pretty excited about that. It's for Renata. Um, I'm pretty confident that she's going to like it because I know Renata really well. And I just want you to know, um, I crushed it last year. Like, like I gave her the gift that, that, that was really a gift uh, all year long. Um, here's what I gave her. I'm going to tell you, and I asked her permission to embarrass myself um, and tell you what I gave her. But last year I gave her a, a song that I gave the lyrics to, somebody else wrote, and it's, I told them I wanted to sound like 90s country, all right? Now, I don't know what you think about that. Some of you are judging me now. Uh, Some of you used to respect me, but uh, now it's gone. But Renata and I, we started dating in the late 90s in Oklahoma. So so we got a little 90s country in us. uh, And so I thought I would sing a little bit of that phrase for you today, everybody. Um, So it goes, so so here's just the chorus. I'm not sing the whole thing. uh, but just, just little parts of it. So you got to imagine, get your inner Garth Brooks, Yukon, Oklahoma, 1997 going to get this. But it goes, I love you today more than ever. Got to get that twang. You are my best friend. I'm all yours forever. There's no one else I'd rather love. I believe in us. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Next year, we won't have a piano out in the lobby. It'll be me. Hot bang. So anyway, uh, just kidding. That won't happen. But there's a lot of fun to give a gift to a person that you love, that you know will love the gift. There's a lot of delight. There's a lot of excitement. When there's, when there's a gift that you know, they're going to love it. They're going to really enjoy it. Then being the giver of that gift is a lot of fun. So I don't know that this year's gift for Renata is going to be as good as last year, but I was nervous I wasn't going to have a gift. I've been tracking it, and it came from China. It came to Chicago. Unfortunately, it went back to China, but it came back to Chicago. It came in the mail yesterday at 2.42, just in time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And so uh, anyway, I'm excited for her to open that, but I was thinking about the gift that's been given to you. And to me, and the joy that we actually find in our Father who loves to give the gift that He knows you need and that you're going to love. The gift, when we study and look at Christmas, we go a couple thousand years ago. And of course, all of us would know that John 3:16, for God so loved the world that He gave, it's a gift, that He gave His one and only Son, that whosoever, that's us, would believe 
in him would not perish, but have everlasting life, abundant life, life that comes from God. And I was thinking about the story of the shepherds in Luke chapter two as a form of a presentation when he gives the gift. So all of us would know that those, you've got that story in Luke two where Jesus born in a manger and we've got the nativity moment. And this is for us to kind of celebrate when Jesus came. And he lights up the sky with angels to speak to shepherds starting in verse eight. And I want us to take a few moments and just reflect on those few verses today. Because I think that a part of the Christmas story is the story of joy. And the year of 2023, I've been praying, asking God to give us supernatural joy as a church. We did a series on joy. My prayer has been that this year, that kind of our, 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 our word, the theme that God would deposit into his church is his joy. So not fake pretend smiles, but a supernatural joy that comes from God. So verse eight, it says this, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause. I love that phrase, cause. It's gonna cause something. So cause and effect. So maybe, maybe if you would think about the good news, it would produce great joy. Maybe, maybe if what you think about is the bad news, maybe you're lacking the great joy. Maybe if you scroll mostly bad news, you won't have the great joy. But maybe if you focus in on the good news, it might help cause some great joy that will cause great joy for all the people. So not some people, all people. So not just some of you here today, somebody brought you and you think, oh, this is for some people. This is for the church people. This is for certain people that look a certain way or maybe people that live in a certain place in Kansas City or lean politically a certain way and it's for them. But what we would say is that the angel of the Lord appears and says, this is not for some people. And this is not just that there might be uh, some joy for a certain kind of person. This is to all people. And the good news of the gospel is still creating joy in the people that receive the good news that a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. He's the Messiah. So he's savior and he's the Lord. So I'm, I'm just thinking about you and I at Christmas celebrating this Christmas joy. The emotion of Christmas is joy and the culture might try to substitute it for a feeling out of nostalgia because of the time of the year. But for the Christian, for the Christ follower, it is a reflection on joy that exists inside of us because of a person whose name is Jesus. So that joy is supernatural. It was declared by an angel. It, this good news will cause great joy for all people. For unto you in the city of Bethlehem, a savior, a savior, has been born. He's Christ. He's the Lord. So there is a gift that God gave. He gives salvation through his son. And you and I are receivers of the gift that he gives. And so every light points towards Christ. And every way that we can get some kind of festivity to help us have some joy it's not a substitute for Christ. It's a point to Christ. 
So you can eat your sugar cookie that has no calories at Christmas time and say, this is to point towards the joy of Jesus. This light, this song, when we sing the songs, it is to point towards the joy that comes from Jesus. So we'll sing, joyful all ye nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Today we're gonna sing joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. And where we're gonna end is we're not gonna end with candles and fire today. We're gonna end with bells. Because today we're emphasizing the joy of Jesus. Pay no mind to the fact that our event center, when we're portable and rented, won't allow us to have fire. And we're trying to find a way to celebrate joy without candles. No, no, no. Here is the storyline. This is the year of great joy. This is the year that we're going to sing joy to the world. This is the day that we're going to sing joy. And I was thinking about your joy, my joy. And is it possible that some of us have allowed the enemy to take our joy. You know the story in John 10, where Jesus says, um, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life. David, are you really gonna talk about the enemy in the Christmas Eve service? Yes, I is, right? <laughs> yes, I am. Because I think that it's easy for you and I to allow the enemy to steal. You've... Sometimes it's easy for us in our own mind to make up a reason why we'll go through all the festivities, but on the inside, we have a reason why we don't have the joy of Jesus, the Savior, vibrant in our hearts. And the enemy comes to steal your joy. When you look at some of these narratives, and you were just, if you just, you know, if you're gonna kind of lean into the characters, it's amazing how often joy is spoken of in the story of Christmas or in the story of Jesus' birth. One of the people that we would get uh, content on is Mary, the mother of Jesus. And Mary, I, I was thinking if I was, you know, to try to look at her journey and her story, I think that there would be reason to have anxiety instead of joy. Like in Luke chapter one, when actually when we have the story of Mary, what Mary has, she's overflowing with joy. After she hears what her life is gonna look like, her response was, and Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. So here's your new assignment, Mary. You are going to have, give birth to a baby and <laughs> Whatever your plans may have looked like, here's the new plan. And not only will this baby uh, be, be the savior of the world, but um, you, I need you to explain this to Joseph. Anxiety. Yeah, pregnant, God's the father, yikes. That's gonna produce some anxiety. As you tell the people around Nazareth, here's the story. Tell you what, as you go 90 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem while pregnant, and all the ladies said, anxiety, right? Challenging. And it'd be very easy to just say, oh, the stresses, oh, my life, I, I can't have joy. 
I, they, life is hard and challenging and stressful and anxiety. And yet here's Mary, and this is her response. I'm your servant. May it be unto me as you have said, I'm your servant. When you look at some of the Old Testament stories of men who were invited into a cause that God invited them into, their response was not, may it be unto me as you have said, I'm your servant. Moses, <laughs> the burning bush moment, he goes, ah, what? That's the new storyline? I can't talk. I can't do it. No, 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 no. Get somebody else. I, I'm not a good speaker. Gideon, he goes, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't, I can't lead. Uh, just, I'm not from the right family. I, I can't do it. He's got a reason. Jonah, he just, he just turned and went the other way. He's like, I'm out. You know, like, no. And here's Mary. Most, uh, most scholars think she was age 13, 14, 15, maybe 16. Teenager. You know, the number one um, challenge with Gen Z today is anxiety. And I just want to invite even Gen Z, even teenagers today. Here is Mary in the midst of this massive assignment, this massive upset, this massive scenario. And here's Mary. I'm your servant. And it could just be that the reason why Gen Z or people in this room are filled with anxiety and, 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 and the enemy comes to steal your joy is because instead of just saying, I'm your servant, may it be unto me as you have said, you have decided to fundamentally take control of your life. And so you have said, I live in a culture that has goods and services and I live in a culture that, um, that, that I can get instant information and I live in a culture where uh, really I can figure out a way to fulfill all of my dreams. And so I'm gonna control my life. And then when you have Jesus and Jesus becomes your story, instead of saying, I'm your servant, I'll go where you go. My divine assignment is what you've called me to. Instead, you're holding on and you've got anxiety. And it could just be that if you would surrender your life to Jesus, if you would just say, I'm your servant. The way that Paul says it is, I'm, I'm, I'm a bond servant. I have, I'm, a, I'm a slave by choice. I have decided. You would watch your anxiety drain and your joy increase. It's actually amazing. Many of the disciples that experienced difficult circumstance while in prison in Acts were able to rejoice or have joy in suffering. So it could be that today you could have Christmas joy if you would cast all your cares on him. It could just be that the enemy wants to steal your joy. And today, by receiving Jesus, you're my savior. You could watch your joy increase. Joseph, Joseph's got an intriguing story because um, Joseph, Joseph, I, well, there's many narratives. Here's the one I wanna select. I, I think it might be hard to have the lady that you are betrothed to you say, I'm, I'm pregnant and it's God's and our lives now look different. And I wonder if resentment or bitterness could sneak in. Like what? This is such a weird storyline. This is not what I expected. 
And I think as I look at so many uh, narratives of people as they, 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 they go through life, people that have been close to them that let them down, they've got a reason to be bitter. And I think bitterness drains your joy. I think bitterness can steal your joy. Of course, Joseph ended up blessed. Joseph ended up receiving the heavenly messenger saying, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. And, but I think many of us will have moments where maybe he was embarrassed in Nazareth. Maybe, maybe it, it, that circumstance didn't turn out quite like he'd hoped. And I think all of us, when we live in this broken world and people hurt us deeply, I think you could you probably think of, of somebody that comes to your mind when I talk about bitterness stealing your joy because somebody that you expected one thing and they did something else. And so you've got a justification of why there's bitterness in your heart. I think another one could be just confusion. I was thinking about the story of these wise men. And uh, now I don't know what you think of when you think of wise men. The truth is, is that I first think of James Earl Jones. You think that's kind of weird. Uh, I know you think of Darth Vader, but... Um, so Star Wars 1977 came out, but in addition in 1977 was Jesus of Nazareth. And in my family, we could only watch two shows, Jesus of Nazareth, six hours long, and Little House on the Prairie, right? Now that's all that we could watch. A few, like five years later, we added Highway to Heaven. That was like, that came in late. But there was a long season where I could only watch those two shows. So James Earl Jones was one of the... Uh, he was one of the wise men. And I forever have engraved into my memory this moment where James Earl Jones says, we follow that star, right? Thank you. But I was thinking about, imagine their story. Imagine going 800 miles walking west. They came from the east. 800 miles where their story is, is that they follow a star. I don't know how to follow a star. But I do know you wake up you walk 800 miles in the Jesus of Nazareth movie. They had a camel. I don't know if they did, you know, but it's like, and, and, and I was thinking about um, even just the, the, that they are the intelligentsia of the day, following a star, believing that they're going to find, as they follow the star, the future hope. And I just want to compare that to our journey because I think for us, our culture tells us that we are not intelligent if we get up every day and follow Jesus. I think that, the, that, that they say that, no, that is, that it lacks intelligence. Here's what you should do. Use the education of the day, use the internet, use all the, re, all the people that say there is no God. All the people that find a way to make humanity God, maybe humanism, anything other than to believe that there was a baby born in a stable who is Christ the Lord. Don't believe that. And they try to talk you out of truth. And yet in the scripture, in the gospels, it's the wise men that seek him. And so we wake up every day and it's actually the people that are walking in revelation rather than confusion. The world will say anything but God. And ultimately, it's just a spiral of confusion. So it's possible that today you could begin to wake up each day, follow God, Jesus, God of the universe, and you would be surprised 
that there is a supernatural joy that Jesus gives. There is good news, the gospel, the good news that causes great joy that is for all people. And it is this savior and he will save you from you trying to be your own God. He will save you from you using all of your intelligence to solve all of your problems. You being the answer to your eternity. The good news that causes great joy is there is a savior. He is Christ and he'll save you. And he will actually, as you walk with him, he gives joy. He gives supernatural joy. The way that Paul talks about it is that it's a fruit of God working inside or evidence of God taking up residency that you have love, that you have joy, that you have peace. So if you're looking for love, if you're looking for joy, if you're looking for peace, you've come to the right place because just like an angel says to some shepherds, hey, there's good news. It's gonna cause, just, I love that word cause. It's gonna create, it's gonna cause great joy for all people. So when you get to the end of this story about these wise men, even in, even in just a little bit of information we get on the Christmas story, it talks about their joy. Matthew chapter two, verse nine, after they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it, when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. They were overjoyed. So in this Christmas story, you got joy. Last one is this, shepherds. Now, most of us, we even think of, shepherds aren't necessarily a part of our lives. You know, here in Kansas City, you don't like too often drive down 135th and there's like shepherds crossing the street with sheep. You know, that's, it's not too much a part of our culture. In fact, many of us, when we think of shepherds, we actually identify with a story from the Bible at Christmas time, or we might think of Jesus, good shepherd, and we think mostly in, in Bible times, Bible ways. Um, for me, I tend to think of my childhood because I dressed up to be a shepherd about 20 times before the age of 10. And um, it was always a bathrobe and a towel on my head, right? And that's how it went. But these shepherds, which the angel appears to, would have been in the dark, sleeping with the animals. Many, many scholars think that it's, some of them had something in their past where the only career choice they could have would be just to be out with the animals, take care of the sheep. Sleeping in the dark, cold, oftentimes rescuing animals or rescuing the sheep from other animals. So dangerous, low pay, dirty, Cold, up all night, night shift, tired. And it's really powerful that when we get the story, of course, we're the beneficiaries that we get to read about the story, but the actual moment where the angel comes is to speak to that person in that situation. That might be you. You might say, that's, I, 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 never, I never thought that my circumstance would be like it is. And so I would say this would be that he came for the discontent. Things didn't turn out. And maybe you would look at your situation and say, okay, that's, I identify with that. And that discontentment is robbing you from Christmas joy, the joy available from God. Actually, this word in the Greek right here, M-E-G-A-S, megas, it, you, could, you can translate it great joy, 
or you can translate it loud joy. In 2023, we're going with the secondary definition because this is the year without any fire. This is the year with bells. And I want you to know this year we're going loud joy. This is the year that we celebrate. There is God at work inside of me. It's good news that creates great joy, not for some people, but for all people. And it's a loud joy. It's a joy that resonates. It's a joy that's not passive. It's a joy, God at work. And actually, when we look at the way that heaven describes when people say yes to a savior, the scripture says that they rejoice. All of heaven rejoices in Luke 15. It says, when one person comes so at Christmas time, we're celebrating what God has done. What do you do? What do we do? What's our role? We receive the Savior. You get to receive. You get to say, God, I want the gift that you have given. Paul says it this way in Romans, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's a gift. It's a gift that he loves to give. He's excited to give it to you. He sent his son. This, he knows you better than you know you. There is delight for you to be someone that receives the gift that he gives of salvation. He wants to rescue you. He, wa he wants to rescue you from anything that you're walking through that would cause you to say, I've got a reason to not have joy. I've got a reason. My, my, all the stressors or the anxieties of my life, it's gonna keep me from joy. I'm mad at so-and-so. Maybe it's from 20 years ago. Maybe it's five years ago. Maybe it's this year. Maybe it's current. Maybe you say, I just don't understand. Maybe your circumstance is hard. Here's the good news that causes great joy for all people, including you, including me. The Savior's been born. And he'll take your ashes your challenges, your brokenness, your hurt, disappointments. And even when your circumstance doesn't change, your savior does. And your hope, Romans 15 talks about that. It's actually, we have joy when we have hope. You have new hope that comes in Christ, the savior. You have a hope for now, so you have joy now. You have a hope for eternity, so you have joy in eternity. And Jesus, the Savior, has come. So this is why we sing. This is why we light up our houses with lights. This is why we sing at the top of our lungs with a loud joy. Jesus, Lord at thy birth, Savior, my Savior, joy to the world. I want to invite you, if you wouldn't mind, just bowing your heads, closing your eyes. Today, there might be some of you that would say, I desire to step out of trying to be my own savior. And I want salvation from Jesus that leads to loud joy, great joy. And I'm done living with myself as the ruler. I want Jesus to rule me. I want Jesus to save me. I want Jesus to help me. I want to be with Jesus. And today, if you wanna go from doing life without God to doing life with God and have Jesus be your savior, I wanna invite you to begin that journey 
with a prayer. And I'm gonna lead you in that prayer. But in just a moment, I'm gonna have you raise your hand. I'm gonna have you raise your hand for just a moment and then you'll put it right back down. But I'd love to lead you in a prayer. It's a, re- it's a relationship that you're saying yes to with Christ. And you might look at 2023 and say, this year has been so hard, but I wanna go into even this new year, walking with, belonging to, and knowing Jesus. I want Jesus. Jesus gives hope and love and joy peace to all people. If that's you today and you need that in your life and you want that in your life, just when I count to three, I just want you to just raise your hand, put it up and then put it back down and I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. One, two, three. Just raise your hand. Yeah, good. Okay. We pray this prayer. Jesus, be my savior. I give you my life. I admit I've lived for me and I need you to save me. I believe. Make me a new person. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, I'd invite you. At the end, we're gonna have some people up here and you can come up here and tell them that you made that decision. Or if you would let us know by filling out, there's a little uh, place where you could scan on that program. Tell us that you made a decision to follow Jesus. We wanna help you on the journey. Let's all stand together and let's give a big hand for everybody that made that choice to follow Jesus today. Can you do that? Hey, a little bit bigger hand than that, everybody. Amen. Amen. Listen here, and, uh, we're gonna take a moment and we've got one. One more song to sing, this joy to the world. Here's what I would invite you to do. No matter what you're walking through, no matter what circumstance you're in, for a moment, this is a declaration of this is who I am. My joy is in Christ at Christmas. And I wanna invite you to sing with a loud joy. Not a quiet joy, but for today, a loud joy. All right, are you with me? All right, we're gonna pass these out. We've got these bells for kids, for everybody with a, that would like one. You can grab one of these. Don't steal them, don't take them at the end because we got another service. But we're gonna take this up for a moment. And this is a declaration, joy to the world, our savior, Christ Jesus.